Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Isabel, recorded in October 2023. She shares with us her fascination of the hospitality real estate industry and her own career journey within it. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I'm with Isabel. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really honored to be on your podcast. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am, um, I'm Isabel. I'm 36. I have two kids. I have a very lively dog. Um, we moved out of the city last year. We live close to Munich um, on a beautiful lake. And I am with Ruby for more than 10 years now. That's a bit crazy, but yeah, it is what it is. And I am leading the development section. So together with my team, I am taking care of the expansion of the group. We're looking into new product lines, um, and I'm also taking care of the asset management section. So, yeah, everything that is linked to the real estate segment and also to the new product side is on my table. And I'm also part of the executive team. And within that role, we are looking into strategic topics for the group. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, and so let's start at the beginning. Uh, why hospitality? Yeah, that's a very good question because that was not so obvious in the beginning. Um, so I had n have no family background in hospitality or whatsoever. I, I started my bachelor's degree in management and economics. So very boring, very typical. Um, and then I studied in Austria. And Austria is, of course, Austria is very much like very connected to the hospitality industry. And I remember that I joined a session about um, strategic marketing in the field of hospitality. And I thought this is very interesting. And so I did my master's degree in hospitality management. And during that time, I was always sure that I that I wanted to work on a strategic level, so more in the corporate level, not so much in the operation on the operational side. And during my master's degree, we went to ITB in Berlin, and there I joined um, a session with a core, and there was a guy explaining what they do in the development department and how it is linked to the real estate world and that was the first time that I thought, okay, that, that could be it. That's interesting. And um, yeah, so I ended up in hospitality. But the funny thing about that is that when I was a teenager, my mom took me to some guy who um, read my destiny in my palm. So don't ask me why this was a bit her thing back then. And I said, okay, why not do this? And he told me that I will be very successful in the hospitality industry. And, and back then I thought, why on earth would that happen? <laughs> it 
because I was not interested at all in hospital in the hotel segment. But well, what can I say? He turned out to be right. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I, I, I love those types of stories as well. Thank you so much for sharing. And clearly, based on your introduction, you have become successful in the hospitality industry. And Actually, you know, talking about your education, that was my plan. I, I knew that I wanted to go into hospitality and I, I knew I wanted to go to Lausanne. And I was like, that's the only school. And then if I didn't get in, either I was going to try again or just go for like a general management economics, because then you can just take that into any industry afterwards exactly, as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's such a good basis just to to do whatever you want to do afterwards, because it's just just a good starting point. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, obviously, after you had that session at ITB um, and you learned a little bit more about the development and the real estate, what was it about it, and specifically, I guess, hospitality real estate that um, interested you? Um, what really, um, I, I think what is attractive about development is that you create something. I mean, it's... Um, when I, especially when I joined Ruby, um, the vision to develop that brand, to bring that brand to different cities, to bring that brand into a property, and then in the end have a hotel where all these emotions happen and where you create memories and great moments for your guests. This is something that, that I really love about the, the field of development. <clears throat> and so uh, this was something that I, Sounded so excited that I wanted to go in that field. Um, yeah, that that was basically yeah. the main driver. I think creating something that comes up quite a lot within hospitality, and I think you can find it in so many areas of our industry, which is what I really love, is that you can be creating, you know, memories, experiences, buildings, you know, physical, intangible. Exactly. Like it just you can. It was funny, like I never thought myself as being a very creative person. Clearly, when I went into data, I was <laughs> I was creative. But I and now reflecting on on it, yes, you are. Like there's just so many stories that you can tell from it. There's so much that you can do within our sector. I think it depending on an in, there's so many different types of people out there. There's always a fit, I find, within hospitality for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And also when um I mean we are we work in that real estate industry and within that real estate industry, a hotel is so special because people always link a hotel real estate with emotions and with a story and a vision. And um, we talk to so many office owners or residential owners or whatsoever. Um, and they always, feel connected to that idea that you can create a hotel hotel with the property and and that's special that's that's something that is my motivation also to do that i would agree i feel like you can do a lot more with like a hotel real estate than you can do with some of the other types of asset classes so yeah i i'm i'm very happy to be totally <laughs> totally yeah it's so much more fun <laughs> <laughs> so after you finished your master's, what was your first first job after graduating? Um, well, the problem back then was that the real estate market was still facing the 
effects of the financial crisis. So that was 2012, um, and there were no open positions in the market, like really nothing on the market. But but I had that idea to go into that development field. So um, the only thing I found was uh, an open position for an internship at Accor. And so I applied for that internship. And, well, the interview turned out to be great and everything was fine. And they accepted my application and offered me that job. And in the end, I said, well, I cannot accept it because it was an internship. I was living in Munich, a very expensive city, and I simply couldn't afford to accept that position. So I thought, okay, there needs to be another solution. And um, and then they called me again and said, listen, um, a colleague will be leaving for maternity leave. Why don't you join our team and replace her for that time? And then I thought, okay, I like the team. I like that idea to support the development team of Accor. This was very interesting. And so, yeah, I accepted this uh, opportunity, even though it was only for a limited time period, because, of course, there was this plan that the colleague will return after her maternity leave. But still, I was with Accor for one and a half years. And I learned so much during that time because um, she was there for such a long time. So my learning curve was incredible <laughs> first month. And yeah, that was really the first the first job. And and then she returned um, to Accor after one and a half years. And back then Accor was in another strategic shift. <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't offer anything and by coincidence I met Michael, the founder and CEO of Ruby he just founded the group and he had this brochure with his vision and the Ruby concept and I met him and um, yeah and then I decided to join his journey with Ruby I was employee number four and we were just he was just about to start and. Um, and then I joined his team. <laughs> Amazing. And you must have believed in his in his vision uh, to, to join really at the start of that journey. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I really believed in his vision and the whole story he had for, for Ruby because this was a concept. So from the start, it was a concept that fitted from a guest perspective. Of course, it was a great concept for the guests, but also, and that was important, it it truly, um, how can you say, it, it, it was in line with the needs of the real estate market back then. So it was focused on office conversions. And, and that was perfect for, um, for that time back then, because the office markets in some, in some cities, the office markets were weak. And that was the only way to get into the inner city locations, like the location we talked before, the, the Zurich one. That was also a formerly used office building, former cinema, etc. And our concept is so flexible that we can just, yeah, go into any given space. And 
and I truly believe that this could work out. But of course, I, I didn't know. I mean, um, I thought, okay, let's give it a try. Why not? It could work. It could not work. But there was nothing. There was not too much to lose. And so, yeah, I just joined him. Ten years <laughs> later, you're still there. So clearly, there was something, something there yeah. matched for you. Luckily, it turned out to be the perfect move. Um, and then going back to your start at Accor, you know, you said you had this really steep learning curve and having this, you know, this person who really was able to teach you. I mean, and I've seen that a lot with some of my other podcast guests as well. For those who really had that mentor, that support at the start of their career, really helped them with their trajectory and then a the successful career as well. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like for you having that role model um, really at the start of your career? I think the the important factor for that career start was that I was able to gain comfort and um to to well, not confident that mm. was <laughs> confident in 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 the topics I've learned and um so it was yeah you're right it was a very important um factor that there was someone who was willing to take me along the way and teach me everything and um, share the knowledge and everything. So, yeah, that was a very, very good um, starting point. And also for Ruby then, because when I joined Ruby, I was not completely new uh, to the business. And that helped a lot, of course. Yeah. and. You know, there was something that you said, you know, at that time when you were then looking for the new role, you said you met Michael by coincidence, but I'm sure it wasn't coincidence. You must have spent <laughs> some time networking and building yes. your profile. And, you know, that's also something that comes up a lot in our discussions and especially what I'm trying to advocate for through, through the work that I'm doing is, you know, spend your time on networking and, and building it and, you know, what's the word? Not fostering. Uh, the word will come to me later, but I think you know what I'm. Yeah, <laughs> what totally. I mean. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, you're right. Um, the The problem was that <clears throat> when I when I understood that Aquar couldn't make an offer, um, my my boss back then he had a lot, so he spread my CV everywhere, and um, and that was good because my network was limited back then because I was supporting the development team. I was not out there, so. Um, I went online on Xing, um, this platform. I don't know if Xing even exists. I think it only exists in Germany. <laughs> yeah, it's only in Germany, very limited. But back then, I went on Xing and I Googled, uh, I, I searched um, for development colleagues um, out there. And I found someone working for Motel One, at least his his profile said that he was working for Motor One. So I texted him and said, hey, listen, I'm looking for something. Do you have anything open in your company? And he replied and said, no, I am actually, I'm not with Motor One anymore. I'm helping someone with a new concept. Um, let's meet. And then we met. And then he told me about Michael and about Ruby and everything. And then he introduced us and... The idea was that I, 
that I would join him doing the development for Ruby. But in fact, I signed the contract. And I think two weeks before I started, Michael, they called me and they said, listen, he will leave the team again. So it will be only you, but don't freak out. It will be fine. And I thought, okay, we will give it a try. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I joined Ruby and I think three days later he left. And um, yeah, and then the water was very cold because um, that was a completely different role. I mean, I, I was coming from a core with all that background, but I, as I said, I was supporting the team. I was not front row. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. I was front row doing the development, of course, with Michael. He was a great mentor um, during all these years. And we did this together and I learned so much along the way. But of course, it was a completely different world all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like you have a new role and then also a new brand, like you're bringing in a completely new brand into the marketplace as well. So you have to educate yeah. people about that too. So it's like a twofold <laughs> new beginning <laughs> for you at that point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was not too familiar with elevator pitches back then, but um, after a while, <laughs> um, I mean, this is what you do when you when you work for a startup. You, you need to educate everyone in your surrounding what is this concept about, what is new to the market, why would it be a great idea to work with us. And in the beginning, of course, this was also tough because um, we had some supporters. They believed in us. They believed in the concept. Um, but of course, there were also critical people around us um, not believing in that concept, telling us, come back in 10 years. And you have signed some deals and I thought, okay, this will take a while. <laughs> so yeah, it it was a completely different role than than it is now. Also for for my team and the development um department now. Now people know Ruby. Now we have a track record. We are about to open hotel number seventeen. We have signed contracts in nine different countries, but back then Michael signed one contract in Vienna, and that and that was it. It was not open yet. Um, we didn't have a showcase, so yeah, it was it was tough. But it was also it was so much fun. I have to say, it was so much fun because we were all so excited for this concept, and the team was great. And um, yeah, if you love what you do, it's um, it's easier. <laughs> I agree. And, you know, I think, you know, there's so many things that you're saying there that's important to recognize is that one, you you believed in that vision and must have lined up with with your values. You know, you're also learning and you're being challenged yourself to to, you know, put yourself in these new positions, but also that the fact that you're having so much fun, you know, like I think that's how any role should be, you know, if you're going to be doing something for so many hours a day, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. That's yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then tell us a little bit about your sort of, I guess, career progression within Ruby over those 10 years time. Was it like, I mean, as a startup, I can't imagine there was like a plan, you know, so how did that progression go for you? Yeah, there was a plan. I mean, I remember that we had dinner with Michael in the beginning and 
and there he said, um, at one, one day, there will be Ruby hotels in all the nice cities across Europe. And I thought back then, I thought, yeah, nice try. <laughs> Because I, I mean, I believe him, but then on the same, on the same side, it was like, well, we haven't even started in our home market. We haven't even signed a contract in Germany. But it's good to dream about all these cities and everything. But, well, what can I say? He turned out to be right. Um, so there was always this vision to expand the group on a European level and um, in very good locations, inner city locations. And um, we stick to that vision and to that strategy. And, um, yeah, it, it worked out. Um, and in the beginning... It was just me and Michael doing the development. But then after some time, we were able to hire a team and then the team got bigger and bigger. And yeah, luckily now my role is different. Um, I'm not in that operational development um, phase anymore. I'm leading the team. I am there for them. I, I am a mentor when it gets tough. But um I have one colleague, he took over the operational development uh, team and they they are doing a great job. And for me, it's a different role now. I'm more on the strategic level. I am more the troubleshooter when it gets tough. And that's that's a very nice progress for me over the years. Um, I would agree. That was how I felt my own career also progressed, especially if I look at my time at STR. You know, first I was very much in the weeds, you know, doing everything <laughs> operationally. But then as I was able to grow my own role, my own team, you start letting go of certain things it's about exactly. delegating. It's about being the mentor, the coach for your team as, as that, as they continue to grow because they want to progress to being able to delegate different tasks, allow them to grow and them to also develop within their own careers. And I really enjoyed that part of my own development. It wasn't always easy. It's not like I had a book yeah. that I could read and tell me what to do. So that would be great to I have know. that book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's you make some mistakes along the way, you know, it, it's it's natural. But at the same time, I found it incredibly rewarding to be able to grow my team and my own uh, career at the same time. Yeah. Can totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and tell me a little bit about your learnings uh, from your career journey. My learnings, I would say, I I learned to trust the process. Like when when I started at Accor, there was, I mean, this was a limited like a job for a limited time period. Um, no one told me in the beginning, like, listen, this and this will happen after one year. And then after two years, you will be there. I just took the chance and thought, okay, it will work out eventually. And then, and then the same was true for Ruby. There were so many people saying like, how can you join a startup without track record, without a background, etc." There were so many people not understanding that move. And, but I believed in that, that when I put myself out there, when I give in everything I have, then it will come back. 
definitely will come back. And so my learning is really trust the process. I totally understand that everyone wants to know what will happen, that you want to have a perspective and everything. I always experience that when we have new applicants for Ruby. Um, we are in the middle of a process right now. We have so many interviews at the moment and everyone is asking, what's in there for me? What can you offer? I totally understand that. But then I I always think like we are in such a, like we are a fast growing company and they can of course trust us that there will always be something that is exciting. But sometimes it's not possible to write everything in stone and and yeah so i think it's good to be flexible it's good to give all you have and when you love what you do it definitely will come back agreed it it really depends on yourself in that case you know what it is that's important to you and knowing yourself like do you want that flexibility or do you want that really carved out mapped out sort of structure that you can get. And you can find those definitely in other yeah. organizations. Um, and for other people, wanting that flexibility and wanting that diversity in your career is also important. So I think that's what I've learned is knowing yourself is important to then know, okay, what kind of companies do I want to be then working with? Of course. Yeah, that's true. So if you need that certainty for your next steps, et cetera, then... And that's that's another direction. But but in my case, um, I I experienced that when you're flexible, um, opportunities will also be on your radar. Like even if you thought that there is nothing at the moment and something is nothing is possible, etc. But when you're open to it, um. There will be opportunities. Agreed. And there was something that you said very much at the beginning. And, and, and the reason why I'm going to pick up on it is because I'm kind of going through this journey myself. You kind of, you said you moved out of the city. You still live close to Munich. And having lived in London for over 15 years, I cannot imagine going back and living in London in a big city <laughs> again anymore. I'm very much enjoying being a little bit outside in the countryside um, near nature. So what was your, yeah, I guess your motivation and are you enjoying a little bit outside of the city? Definitely. Um, I, so if you would have asked me that five years ago, I, my answer would have been, no, of course, we will stay in the city and we need that and everything. But then things changed during, during COVID. Um, yeah, because I mean, the, the city was turned down <laughs> completely and we were still living in Munich. And, and then we, we, we had the feeling that hmm, maybe we don't need the city so much as we thought that we would need it. And then, um, I, I was pregnant. We had our first child and, um, and we had a dog. And so we thought maybe, maybe it's a good idea to move out. And, now we have two kids and I must say I'm so happy about this decision um, because our life is packed with so many things, work and family and everything. And I'm traveling for work. And so it's busy anyway. And it's good to have our calm surrounding <laughs> to 
have a balance between that crazy packed life and then we go out and everything is just quiet and calm and I really have the feeling that I can relax um, when when we are here. Yes, the the calm surroundings is definitely a big <laughs> a big requirement on my list these days as well. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, and look, as much as I'd love to keep chatting to you, I'm going to move on to my final question. Ask you who inspires you. Yeah, that's that's actually a tough one. Um, it's not. I have to say, it's not that one person that inspires me. It's more a bunch of people um, that I find inspirational. And for me, it's everything about conversation. I love to have conversations. I love to deep dive into topics. And, and then I can take so much out of it. And this could be with anyone, with your partner, with your neighbor, with your best friend, with your colleague, uh, yeah, um, whoever. And I really, I love to listen to people. I love conversations. I love deep dive conversations. I think this is my source of inspiration. And and also um, traveling, like my husband is freaking out at the moment because he's like, can we just stay at home? It's so nice here. Why don't we need to go anywhere? <laughs> and I, I love to travel um, for business reasons or private reasons. Um, I I always find it inspirational to go to new places, meet different people, etc. Um, so that is, I would say that these two things are my source for inspiration on a daily level. But I remember that I read a book um, a few years back. This was Lean In from Sheryl Sandberg. I mean, that's, uh, that's obviously that's not new to the market. I think it was published 2015 or something. But I remember that I read this book and this book really changed my mindset about how I, I put myself out there, how I, um, well, simply lean in and also how I, um, what I want to come back, um, like I want, what I want out of it. Mm-hmm. And this was really inspirational. Um, so I would recommend that book, uh, even today. I mean, I think this is uh, still still true. <laughs> Agreed. That was a book that really, I agree, changed my mindset on a lot of things yeah. at the time that I read it and really kind of gave me that support that I needed at a time when I was really looking for it. I, yeah. I think, it, you know, it still, it still holds true. Um, but it was also my inspiration for this podcast. It was like, okay, if she's mm-hmm. willing to share her story, I'm pretty sure we've got amazing women in our industry as well. So thank you so much uh, for being a guest with me today and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.